Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. Broadcasting from the heart of the I Work For Him nation to Christ followers working in cities all over the United States. You've tuned into the voice of the faith and work movement. Hey, welcome to I Work For Him. We are your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. That's right. And listeners, we are so glad that you are with us for a few minutes today. And I hope that you are having a good day, that you are remembering that you are a missionary where you go to work every day. And we want to encourage you in that. And hopefully you'll hear a new perspective on that today that just might open up your mind and your heart to what else God might have in store for you. But remember, you can always connect to us on our website, iworkforhim.com. I work the number for him.com. And one of the things I just really want to highlight today is if you go to our podcast page, there are a lot of options to go back and listen to a show yourself. But more importantly, I think, um, Jim, one of the things that I am um, always thinking of doing is when I hear something that I want to share with a friend. Um, our website is a place where you guys can go and find the show that maybe you, maybe you hear today's show and then you want to share it later. Iworkforhim.com and you can search, find it. Um, even email us if there's a question you can't find a show. You go, didn't you talk about? This is an opportunity for you to remember to do that. That's oh, fantastic. And we'd love to have you stay in touch with us, iworkforhim.com. You know, there's a little less than 1% of our United States population living within the walls of a local or county jail or within a state or federal penitentiary. 2.3 million people in 2019. I think it goes without saying, but that's a lot of people. Most of these people are serving time for for perpetuating a life of crime that started with some sort of abuse at home as a child or as a teen. Some are in for drug or alcohol convictions, and some, of course, are in for committing a capital offense such as murder. What do they all have in common? They're trapped within the four walls of a jail or prison with a ton of time on their hands. They have a lot of time to contemplate their existence and the existence of Jesus. I've witnessed remotely this past year as a friend of mine has spent time in a federal penitentiary. When you have a lot of time in your hands, you start to really evaluate your life. When that happens, you need to have somebody nearby that prisoner to introduce them to love, hope, and redemption, and all of that found through Jesus. That's no easy job. Love 2020 is all about sharing an authentic touch of Jesus with every person in the United States by the end of this year. That includes the prisoners, too. Kathy Brunzel. Kathy Branzell is here with us today. Nick Meyer is also joining her. Nick Meyer serves as a chaplain in a prison here in the United States and is here to tell us all that God is doing within the four walls of prisons everywhere. Nick does not speak on behalf of the Department of Corrections, just as a Jesus follower doing his job where he's called. Nick Meyer, Kathy Branzell, welcome to I Work For Him. Hey, thanks Thank so you. much. All right, and since that only leaves us 20 seconds left in this segment, Kathy, I'm not even going to ask you that question. I'm just going to draw everybody's attention to love2020.com. Join the movement of spreading an authentic touch of Jesus Christ to everyone you meet in the remainder of this year so that our whole country can be in touch. Love2020.com. Kathy, sorry about that long intro. I didn't give you a chance to really ask you this question. It's a Love 2020 day. We're so excited to have you here. Why are we talking about life within prison today? Hey, Jim, that's fine. I love it when you're passionate about the things that we want to talk about. When we said we wanted every person in America to hear and experience the love of Jesus and hear about the message of the gospel, we meant every, and that includes 
the people inside the walls of jails and prisons across our country. And I got to meet Nick earlier this year. He came and spoke to our National Day of Prayer uh, Coordinator Summit, and he taught me a lot of things. But the one impression that I walked away from that I hope that I work for him nation will hear today is that every day in your life has a purpose, no matter the choices you've made, good and bad choices, uh, the circumstances you are in, God is unchanging, unlike our circumstances. Mm-hmm. And so every day has a purpose, and there is prayer going on inside the prison walls. There is purpose going on inside the prison walls. And I hope even some of our I Work For Him friends might be inspired today to get involved in prison ministry. So welcome, Nick, to the I Work For Him show. Mm, that's right, Nick. We are so glad that you're here. And I'm going to have you jump right in with explaining to us and to our listeners how the Lord led you into a job where Every day, your number one task is to minister to the least of these, the forgotten, the, those that live within inside the four walls of the prison system. Yes, thank you for having me. And uh, I sometimes am surprised myself to, to realize I'm a, I'm a prison chaplain, right? So hmm. uh, after seminary, I began serving in a congregational setting as a, as a pastor and have carried a real sense of call to be a pastor in the Lord's church. And a few a few years after uh, after serving in that setting, I got a call from a, a prison chaplain friend of mine and, and asked me if he, I would consider applying to become a, a prison chaplain. He was moving on. And initially I said, no, thanks, but no thanks. I'm doing what I'm supposed to. Uh, but the Lord really kind of worked on me because I had visited this prison uh, and ha- had been familiar with uh, what I saw was a vibrant Christian church inside. And I realized the Lord was calling me to be a pastor of the prison church. And so my church and my family blessed me as I made that transition uh, almost three years ago now. Most people that are listening today are trying to equate the words vibrant church prison. Vibrant church (laughs) prison. I mean, so tell us, I mean, that's exciting, super exciting. Tell us what your job looks like on a daily basis. So I have a a certain predictable schedule and routine. Uh, I have a lot of administrative tasks. Uh, just overseeing, we have 14 active faith groups at, at my setting at, at Coffeewood Correctional Center here in Virginia. Um, so I, I oversee all the religious programs for all the faith groups, kind of making sure they have access to religious resources and, and their, their, their practice of their, their faith. Um, and then that, that includes uh, inter- like a lot of uh, one-on-one um, appointments, uh, chances to walk the boulevard, go dorm to dorm, cell to cell, uh, distributing literature, devotionals, books, those kind of things. Um, but then, yeah, the, the, the work with the church um, takes on a, a form of uh, yeah, spiritual leadership and empowering, equipping, training uh, inmate leaders to be uh, to provide teaching and, and prison, I mean, um, ministry leadership within the prison church. Hmm. I love it. You said inmate leaders is that what you called them so so you're actually helping the inmates like to equip them to be leaders within their um their faith that's right well particularly within the church we have we have three different churches um just based on the size of our our christian population and each of the three churches have an elders group uh three guys uh who meet with me regularly and i empower them and, and and try to help them uh provide leadership um, you know, so they'll, they'll sometimes even provide teaching. They invite guys to share their testimonies, um, choosing songs to, to do for worship, mm. those kind of things. Yeah. 
Wow. Okay, so when you're interacting with the prisoners, when you said you get to walk the boulevard and different things like that, do you find that they're receptive to the love of Jesus? You know, absolutely. And I think for me, uh, as I began this work a few years ago, I remember just feeling overwhelmed by by the need, right? Like there's a thousand beds here, a thousand men. There's no way I can know all of them or minister to all of them. But I had this very clear word from the Lord. Love comes from God, right? From first John. And I just felt such a relief because I realized I don't have to manufacture love. I can't actually create love. I can't cause myself to love this population. Love comes from God. I'm a channel. I, I open myself to the flow of the spirit of, of God's love. And, and that's really what my call is. I think that's all of us, right? Whatever our setting is, we, we understand that we are called, we're commissioned to be salt and light uh, and bearing witness to his love and goodness wherever we find ourselves. You know, uh, Nick, I've got a buddy in prison this year that we've been emailing back and forth. And one of the things that he's really struggling with is there's a lot of people that he, he calls them prison Christians, but that when mm. they get out of, when they get out of prison, they tend to go back where they came from. How do you help prisoners every day i mean how are you helping disciple them so that when they do get out those that get the chance to get out that they won't fall back into their old ways what are you doing to keep that uh, that faith alive outside of the walls yeah and you know those are those are hard days uh, sometimes i i hear of somebody who was doing so well and they they relapsed or they uh yeah they reoffend or something break mm-hmm. break parole and that and that's really tough um so early on in my in my time, I actually just sort of told the Lord, I was like, listen, while they're here in my care, I'm going to work as hard as I can uh, to to teach them, to minister, to be a good example, whatever. But it's really, it's on you once they leave from here. Uh, this is, you know, this is heart level stuff we're talking about. And, and I really, while I believe what I see at, inside is so sincere, um, it's very difficult to, to make the transition from life when you're everything is sort of controlled an environment mm-hmm. of uh, confinement and everything to go back on the outside world where there's all of a sudden a lot of vulnerability, a lot of chaos, a uh, different kind of chaos than, than inside for sure. Um, it's, it's tough. So I, you know, I think the biggest thing is I just pray for just a spirit of generosity for guys who, who may relapse and, and, or walk away from the faith. Um, but then, yeah, there's also stories of guys who actually start doing, ministry and even prison ministry some some of the mm-hmm. volunteers we have here uh, were locked up at one time in their life right so do you like have a network nick of people that you work with around the country so when a guy's getting out of prison out of your prison they're not necessarily going back to a town near you they're going back probably places all over the country do you have a network that you get these guys connected into a discipleship program nearby i mean is there any of that kind of kingdom coordination going on yeah Increasingly so. I think people, I think the church and the general public is becoming more aware of the needs uh, of, of people as they return to society. Um, so that's a big part of what I do is just kind of keep my, uh, my antenna up for networks, for opportunities, for reentry houses, for, for job opportunities, uh, for churches, uh, for guys once they're released. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's, you know, we have a 125 volunteers that uh, that come in here um, every month, uh, average 125 volunteers. So there's a lot of people wow. just in this one facility um, who are coming to both 
minister while they're inside and wanting to invite guys to their churches once they're released. That's awesome. Well, one of the things that we all know is that not everyone get has a, a, a release date in their future. Mm. So what do you do to help develop those people um, that are going to be there for life in, in this new life that they find in Jesus? How are you helping them to walk that out? There's a song on the radio right now, Who the Sun Sets Free is Free Indeed, of course, yes. from, from, from the Apostle. Mm-hmm. And I I see some of the most free, uh, joyful, at peace, at ease people you'll, that you'll meet anywhere uh, inside the fences. And that's because there is new life in Jesus. Uh, they've ex- experienced freedom, uh, forgiveness, healing. And they have purpose. Um, so whether or not they have a release date, uh, people, yeah, that and that's isn't that the the miracle of of, of life in Christ? Um, mm-hmm. He gives us he gives us purpose and and call, even if we're finding ourselves uh, locked up for the rest of our lives. And it is true. Jesus came to set us free, and I love that. And, Nick, I love your job. I love the fact that every day you get a chance to minister under the least of these, and I imagine you maybe could use some more help there. Uh, But you're just one chaplain in one prison. How many prisons are there across the country about? Do you have any idea? You know, I was curious one day. I think there's about 1,500 prison chaplains. Um, I know in Virginia, we have about 30 big prisons and, and all of us chaplains work for a ministry called Grace Inside. And we're encouraged. A big part of our, our work is, is uh, recruiting and, and uh, encouraging volunteers. Uh, so I get, I'm only part-time two, three days a week here. Um, but I get more hours every month from volunteers than I actually have myself inside. So, you know, strategically uh, leveraging my, my position to uh, to accommodate volunteers is uh, one of the best ways I can spend my time. So if somebody's interested in becoming a prison chaplain and they're not even sure what that looks like, is there a website for Grace Inside that they can go check out? Yes. So in Virginia, graceinside.org uh, is, is, uh, is our little team. Um, like I said, there's 30 of us. And yeah, it's, it's such a privilege to be a part of uh, this ministry and and yeah, representing sort of the front lines of of prison ministry and and opening the door to people who are uh, exploring what it might be mean to uh, to volunteer or get involved. Kathy Branzell, you heard Nick speak last year, and you thought, "Wow, this is a story that people need to hear." On I Work for Him, what was it that Nick said when you heard him speaking that you wanted to make sure the I Work for Him audience got to hear today? Uh, mostly about how the, the, the folks inside are praying for those of us outside and, and how many times we, we get that backwards and we think about how we're praying for the prisoner, but the, the hope and the joy, um, the humility of having somebody on the inside praying for me, mm-hmm. praying for those of us who are out, uh, being the church outside the walls and realizing the unity of us, not the separation, but the unity within the body of Christ that no bars and no walls um, can separate. Right. These are these, the, the people in prison are the people we're going to be kneeling next to at the throne of God one day, all of us together. Uh, the body of Christ goes beyond the walls, within the walls, outside the walls of churches and prisons. Uh, the church 
is everywhere. Uh, it's amazing. Nick, can you tell us a story? At one, I know you got to leave out names, but is there any stories you'd love to share with us in a, in a minute and a half before we head out to this segment? So there was a, a older, older gentleman that came to my office one time to meet with me. He said, hey, you know, Chaplain, I, I've just been carrying a real feeling of a burden because uh, I was excommunicated by my pastor in the 1980s. Uh, I was hard in the drug scene and my church excommunicated me. So I was listening to him and I said, you know, um, I'm a pastor. Let me uh, let me see if I can talk to your pastor and see if we can uh, find some sort of reconciliation or healing or, or, or whatever. And uh, I wasn't able to, to reach him, but I, I uh, then was able to say, you know, even if I can't uh, get a hold of him, I'll, I'll restore you to the church. A few weeks later, uh, I was serving communion um, and I saw him coming up for communion. And I waved him over. I said, um, hey, do you want me to restore you to the church right now? Um, and he just kind of grinned and, and said, yeah, chaplain, that'd be great. So I had a little jar, a little anointing vial, vial of anointing oil. And I just uh, anointed him and I said, you know, brother, I restore you fully uh, to, the, to mm. the church of Jesus. And he was so relieved um, and brightened in that moment. And by the time he, he left, uh, he, he's home now. But by the time he left, he was a leader in my church, and it was so fun to see his his uh, countenance change in that time. Wow. Hey, you're listening to I Work For Him with our guests, Kathy Branzell and Nick Meyer. We're talking about prison ministry today. Kathy Branzell, just really quick, you wanted us to go within the four walls of the prison because it's a Love 2020 day. Why? Because prayer, care, and share is happening inside the walls, not just with people from outside coming in, but those living within, those serving within, and that's exciting. That that's not a separate part, but it is um, a spiritual part of the unity of the body of Christ. And I am grateful. Some of the um, many of the prisons have these great National Day of Prayer prayer gatherings, and ongoing Bible studies, and ongoing prayer time, uh, and reading through the Word. And they're with us in this year of the Bible, of reading uh, all the way through God's Word this year. And so there are great, wonderful things happening within the prison walls that we wanted to share and inspire um, the listeners with today. You know, and I love the, that we get the opportunity to do that because we often don't get to hear, um, you know, a different perspective than what might be on the um, mainstream media. So, Nick. One of the things about I Work For Him is that we're all about transforming the workplace of every Christian into a mission field because the eternity of millions is at stake. And I understand that this is a real-life statement for you. <laughs> you know, I one of the I like these images, the parables, you know, and, and stories of Christ, life of Christ. They, they really speak to me. And the image of Christ— uh, multiplying the food, uh, 5,000 to 5,000 people. Uh, it's a story for me of offering what we have, uh, it, even though it's only a few crumbs in the face of the need, the, the ocean of need, right? We just have a few crumbs. Mm-hmm. Um, but together, when we, when we offer these things, the Lord, he blesses and multiplies what we offer him. So yeah, the harvest is plentiful. Uh, there's so much work. The laborers are few. And he says, pray to the Lord of the harvest to raise up workers, you know? So yeah, a a big part of my work is, is trying to harness and, and mobilize people from the outside world in this setting. Um, And part of what is so beautiful is the way it, it it encourages, encourages and and revitalizes their own faith for my volunteers. Uh, There's, there's a, um, there's a a feeling of unity uh, 
from the shared mission, the shared purpose that that transcends some of the denominational divisions and and the divides in the church today. Um, when when people are engaged in mission, have a, a call and a purpose, and are moving forward, they're willing to set aside some things that would otherwise maybe cause them to sit in separate churches on Sunday morning. You know, what I love, Nick, about your heart is that you're preparing people each and every day for life inside the walls of a prison, which really people are going to experience, as you said in the last segment, they experience freedom even within a prison. And a lot of times those people inside prison have loved ones outside of the prison that are, they, they, they've got somebody praying for them. You know, there's always, a lot of times you'll hear people share, when I was in prison, my grandma was praying for me, and you know I didn't have a chance when grandma was praying. So let's encourage those people outside the prison that have got somebody inside the prison. How can they help their son or daughter get connected with the Lord while they're in prison? Well, if they were coming to my prison, I would say tell them to to put a request to speak to the chaplain. Uh, The chaplain is going to be the kind of the main resource and point of contact for religious programs. They're going to have uh, devotionals like Our Daily Bread. They're going to have Bibles uh, available for them, maybe a religious library. I have a very strong religious library, books I can lend out to guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, just reaching out to the chaplain would be would be one thing. But then also, yeah, finding pen pals and people from the outside world that would uh, help them to re- feel that they've not been forgotten, because that's such a common experience for people they feel forgotten when they're inside Mm. and that's what we need to eliminate we need to eliminate people feeling forgotten because each person was created in the image of god nick meyer with grace inside inside the walls of a prison in virginia we're grateful that you're on i work ram day thank you for being here thank you so much for having me kathy branzell again an amazing conversation bringing us to the attention the least of these the forgotten within the walls of prison thank you kathy branzell for bringing us an amazing conversation today Thanks so much. Check out Love 2020 online, love2020.com. Join the movement. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers, our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I work for him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iworkforhim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at I Work For Him to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at I Work For Him and online iworkforhim.com. I work the number four, him.com.